0: Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh?
1: And welcome to Kith and Tell, a noble project to try to show tits on TV, or in this case, a gif on Twitter. Hey. <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like, God, this is so Canadian, and please stop force-feeding me garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stuart D.C., and joined by my main friends and thorns in my side are Aww. Kalina McCordoff in <laughs> London, England. Oh <Aww>, shucks. On <laughs> Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Ow. <laughs> and Trevor Record in Vancouver. So we'll be reviewing episode 11 of season 2 Which aired on December 18th, 1990 Let's kick it off with our sketch rundown This week we had It's a fact girl, spoiler alert, I hate her Uh, Uh, She's great great. (laughs) A frustratingly precocious waif Discusses the truth behind the composition Of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony America Bruce salutes America in a long Kind of funny-ish monologue (laughs) Political jam taster
2: Oh sorry? I was gonna say that was one of the ones that's in uh, Shame-Based Man 2, eh, Kalina? Yes,
0: yes, mm-hmm. it is.
1: I think Bruce likes monologues. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of part of his, his style. Oh yeah. Uh political jam taster where a media savvy politician tastes a jam. <laughs> tastes a jam. Goes to a jam tasting competition. Do
0: that again. Start it but again. Is,
1: <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life! <laughs> no, stupid, <laughs> no bad, you have to do it again. <laughs> Because Kalina demands it on my episode. Do it. You know what? I'm not doing it again just because of that. A media-savvy politician <laughs> judges a jam-tasting contest but has thrown a wrench the last moment. What will? It's a fact girl, too. The queen doesn't know her ABCs. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Caffeinated caffeinated TV tit watcher. Dave watches for tits on TV. I really liked it. I know it's dumb as a brick, but it was <laughs> oh, fantastic. <geez. laughs> Girls backstage at a play? Girls backstage just touch the new play. And their sexuality of the leads, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm. A message to Richard Nixon. The street cleaners give a message to Richard Nixon. In the, the arms arms in a tank of dead fish. Oh god. Where this is the best good hard working guys punching punch holding their arms in a tank of dead fish.
0: <laughs> That's real labor.
1: <laughs> and finally we have an overcredit scene with It's a Fat Girl and the Queen, which is also fucking horrible. So, segment one. This is so Canadian. Let's dive in with a softball topic. This is so Canadian. I'm thinking specifically about Bruce's monologue, What is America? Because to me, there is nothing more Canadian than ripping on America. Mm-hmm. And ironically, yeah. the huge part of the Canadian identity back in the 90s mostly revolves around the idea that we're not those stupid Americans, and we <laughs> were like very adamant on setting that distinction. So I personally believe this comes from a deep-seated fear that if we as Canadians don't constantly assert our superiority and differences from Americans, that they will just forget that Canada's actually inhabited and just annex us completely. Mm. So, kids, did this skit read to you as quintessentially Canadian? Do you agree with my assessment of Canadian identity? Tell me your terrible thoughts.
3: Well, separate and apart from this sketch, I want to jump back to a point I made in last season where I was saying that I think Canada's goal is just to be nice and polite and... uh, once everyone's dead and gone, that will be remembered that way. And this is kind of a this is kind of a similar uh, a similar vibe. Um, we we're not superior to America in any way other than morally. So um, <laughs> if we don't
2: if we don't lord that over them, then we've got nothing. You know, I feel like we're entering a new era where Canadians don't need to prove anything to Americans anymore. Like I
1: think it's I think it's also because of like yeah. the culture bleed from the internet. But at the time, yeah. I remember, it's so fixated on like <laughs> they think we live in igloos. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Rick Rick Mercer going and asking Americans questions down yeah. in the States and being like, look how dumb they are. Um, but regardless, uh, as for this sketch, I honestly couldn't tell for the better part of it whether Bruce was trying to dunk on America or whether it was intended actually as a weird love letter. Um, I think the the kind of love letter maybe where you point out someone's flaws, but then talk about how endearing all of them are. We well, got to teach <laughs> you how to write love letters, but <laughs> well, I don't know. But, but, Hans still believes in nagging. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> on the balance though, um, I think it does read as that very Canadian trope you describe of ragging on all the ways America sucks so we can feel superior about ourselves. And that, yeah, that's a central tenet of what it meant to be Canadian back in those days, for sure. Um, but also, Can we talk about how out of place that school shooting bit was in there? Mm. Like... Has this really been a trope of America since the early 90s? Because if so, this, I just became a solid 15% this, more this depressed This was before than you
2: Columbine, were. so it wasn't as big. It was yeah. way
3: before. It was like almost a decade uh, but, before But, you know, Columbine, back even yeah. back
2: then there were a lot of shootings. It was just, I think, more common that it was like uh, workplace shootings, things like that. Um, yeah.
3: Oh, going postal. <laughs> well, going postal was a thing. I mean, maybe yeah. there had just been school shootings, but only like a handful of people got killed. And so like that used to be shocking to people. But
1: um, um, yeah. yeah,
3: I don't know. Like, um, nowadays, unless you're getting, like, you know, double-digit casualties, it doesn't even make the news.
1: Yeah, well, Hans, you know, the hard part about mass murder is that <laughs> it isn't the
2: murder, it's the mass part, yeah. Exactly. We're going down a dark path here, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first thing that came to mind while watching this sketch was just how many Americans watching this on HBO knew that the kids were Canadian. And whether... It just made me think, like, whether they'd feel more offended one way or the other. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's totally Canadian, and I can't really remember whether it was still around this time that Canada had, like, special uh, broadcast regulations in place to ensure that, like, a certain proportion of our TV media was CanCon. Mm. Ooh, I don't
1: know when CanCon came. Yeah,
0: so that we didn't, like, lose our identity. And it's just, like, this underlying anxiety about how close we, like, fit in with our bully neighbors just out of the border and, like, what actually is it about us that makes it different? (laughs) And, you know, like... A lot, at least we can do it by pointing out their flaws, like no matter how much of it kind of overlaps. And I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this only becomes almost more emphasized having left the country. I, you know, like it's always a joke that people are like, ha ha, I always guess Canadians first because like they'll get offended if I say you're they're American. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> good job, <laughs> well done. Well, oh, that's actually a really good perspective.
3: So apparently oh, CanCon <laughs> came in in, like, the 1960s. Oh,
0: yeah. good Googling. That was a
1: very, like, Joe Rogan moment. Like, Jimmy, look it up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, You know, I don't actually read this as being particularly Canadian. Uh, more what I read is this as being was, uh, I think Bruce is trying to do a parody of a certain kind of brand of Americana that was just very potent back in the 80s and 90s. Um, what I'm thinking of is, like, it used to be mm. sort of like this kind of heartland rock that you would see with people like Bruce Springsteen, where it's about how things are a crying shame. But eventually, like some of those guys started like turning that into like, that's why you love America is because of the crying shame. And and it's like really like John Cougar Mellencamp pink houses kind of Americana where it's like, yeah, America sucks and people have shitty houses by the highway. But that's great. And you need to love America because of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: it's uh, because it's like <laughs> Like, a, it's like it's a it's a Bruce Springsteen song about like I grew up in a rusty gutter and I love it
2: <laughs> yep. yeah um and I I think there's just like a certain portion of the population that can't believe that born in the USA isn't meant to be uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. patriotic and uh maybe what Bruce is kind of doing here is just sort of riffing on that and you know you like still definitely see this kind of Americana kind of in country music a bit mm-hmm. um but you know really get this as much today it's not as potent anyhow rock music isn't as big of a thing and no one in in like pop music or r&b is particularly interested in doing america sucks but you gotta love it type of music and so. i mean if any of
1: the kids are gonna appreciate that that's bruce they have like yeah. oh, something yeah. semi-ironic that's like it's real man <laughs> <laughs> um i kind of love hans's thing about it being like. Uh, misguided love letter because it just seems like, you know, dipping the pigtails in the ink being like, what oh, is a <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean though,
3: like where there's like, oh, absolutely. when you're in a long-term relationship or something like that and you'll like, you know, you'll both, you both are aware, you've, you're comfortable with each other enough that you know each other's flaws, but you you still kind of love them for their flaws a little oh, yeah. bit. And so every so often you'll just be like, oh, look at you and your cute little like <laughs> little, little pig nose and like, <laughs> not, not that that's an example I have ever actually said to another they're living human being, but uh, but you know what I mean. And they'll be like, "Oh, stop it!" And you're like, "I, Hans, you I hope that
1: sometime you find love when you can casually abuse someone." Yeah, just hope so for everyone boy. like that's <laughs>
0: listening to this podcast. Hans is the only one of us that's single. <laughs>
1: fucking <laughs> nobody <laughs> if there's any beautiful demure pig nosed ladies out there contact us at kith <laughs> and tell notice on <laughs> senpai notice on. <laughs> let's move on to segment two <laughs> please stop force feeding me garbage <gasps> so as you guys know I fucking hate filler We've talked a lot about recurring cookie-cutter sketches, uh, which we refer to as mayonnaise or various condiments. We've never really locked it down because we're a bunch of very strange individuals. <laughs> I think the most obvious is 30 Helen's Agree. It's just like, you know the setup, they're in a field, it comes back over and over again. You know what the punchline's going to be. We seem to be pretty consistently divided on the subject. Some of us think that the sketches are uh, tedious and lazy and terrible, and, uh, and then there are other people who are wrong. But they come to the sketches' defense <laughs> Because uh, they've sustained brain damage and they're also named Hans. So season two brings us a lot more Poor recurring Hans. bits. <laughs> I know, right? I thought I was going to get a bigger laugh on that one. Instead, <laughs> it was just like, you know, Hans has got that beautiful little pig nose, and I fucking hate. Hey, it. you
3: know, so. it's, it's fine. I'm just single and brain damaged, <laughs> and I'll be forever alone, oh, eating mayonnaise oh. out of the jar by I'm myself, ready to mingle, <laughs> <In the laughs>
0: eating mayonnaise. But single, In the
3: carrying a jar of Cool Whip and ready to mingle. Oh, ready yeah. to tingle. Wait, Cool Whip isn't Miracle Whip.
1: That's what I was looking for. Never mind. It. <laughs> cut it. Cut it! Cut can, it. We could we double dip it. We'll give you two spoons. So season two <laughs> brings us a lot more recurring bits. We have Bruce and Mark's police department. We have the street cleaners. We have um, the It's a Fact Girl. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this format of sketch is not going to go away. Both because the kids need to they need filler to round out their episodes, and because God decided that I needed to suffer. So kids, just fucking get into it. What do you like? What don't you like? Are there any you actually enjoy? Do you have anything to say that isn't a shitty, obviously telegraphed punchline?
2: Hans is the biggest meal boy.
1: Okay. Well, since I,
3: since I have been today's punching bag, I feel like I get to say the first word here. Just today's punching bag. Just
1: today's punching just today's bag. Yeah. <laughs> bag. Um,
3: but so here's the thing. So, you know, leaving aside the discussion of like, what is mayonnaise or not, but just like these short bits that you're referring to, mm-hmm. I think the challenge with those kinds of bits is that because they're so short, they rely entirely on their premise and then they're just over. So if the premise is good and it's well delivered, it'll be funny. Uh, but if any of those two elements Elements are off or just a little bit flat, then it feels like you're eating a dry bran muffin, which mm. everyone universally understands to be the worst muffin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason I generally love the Helens is because I feel like they are well executed, and you know, and and I've been you know on record as saying that there's a couple Helens agree that I don't really care for, and usually it's just because that particular premise was a little bit weaker than you know one thing I would expect, right? Um, but so when it comes to like police departments, they've got their moments. I'd say they're generally a less reliable version of the form. Oh, but the, the same duck I would say one. the duck one was good, and that's exactly it. Like it's a good it's a it's a short premise, it's well delivered, it's a little like it's funny and then and then you move on, right? But we've um, had short zingers before that are not yeah. related,
1: like Dave's gunslinger in mm-hmm. season
3: one. Which same same kind of thing, right? I mean, the, even though it's not a series, it's still it's still that filler, as you kind of describe it. Those like short little short little bits, right? And and I would say, you know, I would say Street Cleaners is a little bit less reliable, and Fact Girl is probably you know like in the same vein as Street, like in the same quality vein as like Street <laughs> Cleaners. Um, but I, you know i i i don't mind that format as long as it's well executed so i'm willing to watch more and see where i end up when we do the final tallying of it all in the end
2: so we we have to rehash i guess maybe our, our mail conversation because it no, was, no we don't no no it was lost no it was because no no no
3: no. no 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 the the mail conversation is in the future and we still have that future. one okay
2: well because well, that was one
3: that i recorded 80. in mine yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, and I mean, the, the, I, I feel like maybe this is just a matter of taste, but, I, like, the filler in this episode I thought was, for the most part, kind of good. I liked that the queen doesn't know her ABCs. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, I feel a- like— But do you like that punchline or is it just because Scott does a good impersonation? I mean, both. Are you I eating mean, noodles no, I, right I just, now, Stu? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the conceit that
2: the queen is dumb. You know, it's just like she secretly doesn't know how Not to Not just eat. dumb, but like fully illiterate. Yeah, it's like great. she doesn't have <laughs> object permanence almost, you know? Like she has a baby <laughs> brain. <laughs> she goes to sleep with a mobile above her bed every night. <laughs> yeah, singing
3: awesome. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star.
2: Yeah, no, it's, I don't know. I find that kind of thing funny. I I, I don't know why. It's, you know, because you legit. assume the queen's kind of smart. Not like. A foremost mine, but, you know, she's British and fancy. <laughs>
1: Speaking of British and fancy, Kalina. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, like, I was consistently on the side with Biller. why
1: fancy, though? I'm just trying to give she's, her a pass. She, I, yeah, <laughs> come on, guys. She's
2: always dressed up like a 1980s businesswoman nowadays. Look, I'm allowed so. to make fun of everybody. I'm punching up, not down. I That's can't fair. punch down. <laughs> so Hans is the lowest, so he gets to punch up when he talks to anyone else. Yes. If you can okay, get us licks
1: in, we're proud of him. Yeah. But actually,
2: Cleena, I'm sorry for interrupting. Please go on.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Uh, no, I mean, I was, I was on the side of filler in season one. Um, I did, yeah, really liked Helens, obviously. And I I mean, to be fair, I mostly just defended Lopez because I do like being an annoying schmuck once in a while. <laughs> um, season two is a bit of a toss-up for me because I do really like police department. They do tend to land well most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually, I think we... Street cleaners Doesn't end up being As recurring Um I don't think it extends Throughout the series It's just these few episodes But I guess we shall see Um But Like It's a fat girl Fact It's a Sorry But as for It's a Fact Girl, like I remember liking this a lot more as a kid than I do now because I I hate it. It's annoying. The jokes rely on a very short bit by the kids in the background, which often run a bit longer than they need to. They often aren't needed. And I guess it's funny that a little girl is making a joke about Beethoven's orgasms, but it just made me feel gross. Like (laughs) Bigfoot actually being a good singer, all I could think of was why they made the costumes arms so long. (laughs) Like all in all, I just get annoyed when I see that sea of leaves pop up. In the same way that I think Stu used to hate the field, and he's like, "Helen's,"
1: I'm like, "No." (laughs)
0: Whereas like I'm the opposite, and I'm like, "Please bring Helen's back." I'm assuming they're all dead now, so that's not an option. You know,
1: oh yeah, probably. (laughs) Actually, I think which Dave told us. (laughs) I, I will say I do quite like police department. I think a lot of them are quite gay. Yes. Good. And I probably in retrospect would prefer a hell to its a fat girl. There's something about her that I find so fucking grating. I don't know what I it know, is.
2: Oh, I know.
1: I like the, her. It, it's a parody of something, I'm sure of it. I just, I
2: can't put together what Pippi it long,
3: is. It's like a little bit pippy long stocking. It's a little bit like, it's a little bit like those um, uh, Canadian broadcasting yeah. vignettes yeah, yeah. that they do, used to do, do back remember? in the 90s. Yeah,
2: they used to have all those interstitials on like yeah. CBC, yeah, where yeah, it's like so the I yeah. Collect Rock
1: song. And for, yeah. I'm sorry for our American <laughs> for listeners, like, everyone, but
3: everyone has their thing that they're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit. I was going to say, yeah.
1: in retrospect, that's a PSA about like, it's okay to be alive. <laughs> they were just like everybody has their thing. It's like just a bunch of weirdos talking about what they're into. It was like I mean, I, I assume those were all directed at you. They too. were, except I didn't have a thing. I was just kind of like maybe someone will love me. And then it just wait, but can went. I ask? Like, did you <laughs> guys did
0: you guys used to like? It's a fact when you were a kid. And did that change now that you're watching back on it?
1: Yes, I don't even remember. No, truth really? Be told. Okay. I, I, I had no registration. It, it, I feel like
3: there's some some ones to come that are better than this first little salvo, though. Like I remember liking it as a kid. These ones were okay, but I feel like there's better ones coming. I just can't remember what they are.
1: I feel like part of the frustration too is like the setup visually is so long. Like you see her, and then you see the pile of leaves, and then she runs. <laughs> I love up the running and then it's up. One. It's one punchline. Do, like, do you guys uh, not love? I love
3: the running up and the like fast forwardy bits, and then the fast forward running back at the end. Like I don't know. There's something the, the I style like of it. It's also kind of
2: Hans, yeah. I will stand with you at thank the you. gates of hell and defend against the <laughs> onslaught of Stews and Kalina's complaining about her being annoying. She's thank you adorable, <laughs> and they're usually they're, you know they're better than. The, uh, like, you know, uh, Mr. Heavyfoot is coming up soon and uh, those no. are really bad filler because it's like, the joke is always the same. His feet are heavy. When well, it's a
1: fact I girl, it. it's
2: always weird. It's always like, yeah. the fact is something dumb and, and silly. And then there's a, yeah, usually a I'm sight gag too.
1: But the Mr. Heavyfoot is an anti-joke because it, you know what the punchline is and it's kind of a setup and I can appreciate oh, that. Like, no, it's so it's lazy. It's a fact girl, it's just... It's just dumb. I also love that you threw in another Americana reference with that Tom Petty quote. <laughs> I Stand me up at the gates of hell. <laughs> so let's redirect some of our vitriol towards the kids themselves. Okay. Best, best kid, worst kid, go. Someone
3: else start because I've been starting all of them. Oh, I'm
2: I'm Kalina. giving it to Bruce this episode because he embodies the Ooh. dying American dream <laughs> both in America and uh, my pick for best sketch: arms in a tank of dead fish. I love it, Kalina, How um, do you feel? Yeah,
0: no, best kid goes to Bruce. Um, yeah, for that for that's America monologue. It's just good delivery and satire on identity politics, and like as the cherry on top. While I didn't really care for the girls backstage at the play sketch his one-liner, and I'm saying, like, it's, like, pretty much a (laughs) Uh one-liner that is just pretty much consisted of him drunkenly saying... Well, I liked it.
4: <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. So
0: good job, Brucie. Um, But I will give a close second to Kevin in the politician jam tasting sketch where he takes <laughs> up one of his rare roles, I guess, is the villain. <laughs> and in this case, like, probably the worst you can be, like, a child molester who is making jam as part of his rehabilitation program and ends up winning the oh. taste test. Um, and the face that he makes... <laughs> After the lady from the audience exclaimed, "You picked a child molester's jam!" <laughs> <laughs> he
4: is so, and he, hold, so then he holds his hands yeah. up, and he's just yeah, like, "Yeah, and like
0: disgusting congratulation for himself." It's just ridiculous. But he just like he he makes such a good bad guy.
1: Mm. Yeah, true. I hate his shape of mouth. <laughs>
2: such
4: a
1: bad shape of we
2: mouth. We don't need to go down the witch. Kids have the worst. Speaking mouths.
3: of, well, I was about to say, speaking of kids with weird bad mouths, I give my best kid to scott this week (laughs) Um, scott we
1: like your mouth please come on our show. well he's just got like no scott has a gross mouth he's got a gross mouth yeah
3: i mean think of think of oh who um who's his like a star watcher character um uh western western esterhazy yeah yeah just imagine his mouth and then tell me he doesn't have a gross mouth no that's fair um, as
1: soon as i said it, I knew it was. but
3: bad. i do he was okay so now that i've shat on scott's mouth i do <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that, that costs that, extra that, usually that yeah that was a weird visual um <laughs> anyways i'm giving him best kid this week i thought his backstage broad was just totally awesome i've met those kinds of people before and he just absolutely nailed it um i was also really happy to see him being the queen which i don't know if we've seen before this episode No, i
2: think this is the first time he shows up as the queen yeah
3: um and i also loved his boss robot in the dead fish in a tank sketch i thought that was great too so hooray for scott um uh, i'm gonna kind of counter you unfortunately here uh kalina and say that i thought worst kid for me this week i'll guess will go to Kevin um, who just did, but just mostly because he didn't do very much in this episode. I did actually, now that you're reminding me of his villain in, in the jam sketch, I, I did like that. Yeah. But I think,
1: I think it was just like, you know, he didn't have as much presence as the others this episode. I will concede that the moment where Scott leans into frame during the It's a Fat Queen is like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> really good. And a question for you, the backstage broad, is he being just a large persona woman or is he being a drag queen?
3: No, he's a large persona woman for sure. Like that, that character, I swear to God, I've met those like women who hang around with actors and like, and like leech off of, off of like the, the actors scene and stuff like that. And I like, he did that character like flawlessly. It was so, I was having flashbacks to my dancing days and like dance moms that were like all, all all grizzled, like, Oh man, I've seen a lot of performers and that was something. And it's like, (laughs) all right. You got, a lot of, you got a lot in there,
1: lady. I was going to say, one of the things I love about that is how he deepens his voice for the character, yeah. like the presence he brings. And I wanted to do the line, I was like, Ha ha, Jeremy, you've seen more dicks than a catheter. And believe me, some of those catheters have been talking. <laughs> it's just, that's fantastic. It was I like line. the, the ha ha. Um, I really like Dave Foley as the super wired tits on TV guy. <laughs> I, I know it's a dumb skit, but I loved it. I thought it was so good. Like, the Dave is a, it's a one-trick pony, but there's something about that manic energy that was just really special and funny to me. Like, he slips into the character, he keeps it through, and he has some great deliveries. like, I'll, I'll be here, I'll be here watching, 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 <laughs> waiting, waiting to welcome in the new age just because he's like, wants to see tits on TV. I don't know, man. That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's dedicated.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Also, I can get behind tits on TV. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. Before we go, let's choose our standout sketch, worst sketch. Based on how good and bad the episode was, give it a rating out of five. Uh, Kalina, do you want to kick it off?
0: Yes, yes, I would. Um, Yeah, I, I, I'm torn between the same sketches that pulled best kids for me, but I guess I'm gonna have to give it to yeah, politician jam taster. It's just like it's it's a well-rounded sketch with like a beginning, middle, and end, (laughs) where we get a few like easy shots of how boring and dumb politicians can be, but then the kids just put their really, like, effed-up twist on it by bringing in, like, a gross, yeah. like pedophiliac convicts. It's just like, it's so, it's just so ridiculous. Like a jam, why in a jam a contest? It just, it's perfect. It's so kids in the hall. It's, good. it's kind um, of
2: like aged well because if anything over time, yeah. like politics has gotten more like this where it's like, there's this kind of gotcha thing that's become worse
1: over time where it's like, oh, <clears throat> you associate with the wrong person. and well, And the like, constant charm, but, like, not ever really saying anything. I started watching Veep with my partner, okay. and it oh God. Like, really brings that up where it's just, like, you got to be constantly on, but never saying anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Also, yeah.
3: you know, this is maybe not going to be the most popular point, but, you know, <laughs> clearly this guy did his time. He's trying to rehabilitate back into the community and make some jam, and shouldn't he have an opportunity to redeem himself?
2: Hans, I'm looking forward to your uh, editorial about that in the next National Review <laughs> I believe that everyone has the ability
3: to be redeemed. Call me, call me a doe-eyed optimist. I'll, but I'll
0: also like to point out at the end how, like, the politicians are then like. Old retired. I mean retired. I'm guessing but they <laughs> yes. didn't get employed after that. Are sitting in an alley huffing glue. I think
1: wearing the yes. sand suit. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, and they're like yeah. still talking about that. Where it's like, I really think you should have told me. About and that.
0: then it's like it's <laughs> time to plot my comeback.
2: Right. <laughs> Um,
3: I'm going to just jump in and say that my favorite sketch of the episode was the backstage at Broadway one, and I kind of mentioned it before, but Scott's Scott's old broad was amazing. Mark's clearly gay but not out-of-the-closet actor character was also really well pulled off. Um, but the sketch just had so many great lines. Um, Stu, you mentioned one of my favorites, which is the, Jeremy, you've seen more dicks than a catheter. And believe me, some of those catheters have been talking. Um, <laughs> but the other one I really loved was, There wasn't a woman in the audience who wasn't as wet as spring, which is like, (laughs) just like a weird and gross and awesome line. Uh,
2: I've got to say, how have we not been talking about Dead Fish Tank? Uh, Because I love everything about this sketch. It's so dumb and I I credit (laughs) it with Bruce, but it's like an ensemble thing, really. I I just think of it as a Bruce sketch, but it's like. I, I just love this part Where it's like A new order of dead fish Comes in And they just dump Dead fish into the tank Of their arms <laughs> And they're like yeah, yeah. Oh, home again And uh, there's this part Where Bruce starts screaming And it's like There's a fish that's alive And an alarm starts And these guys come out And like kill the fish They're like Oh, teenagers these days They just don't care anymore <laughs> uh, They get sold out By their union later on And their union is a child A woman gambling And like a man drinking uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the robot arms that show up at the end attached to a computer to like go into the tank is, is probably great as well. Uh, so yes indeed. Um, and, and Scott then turns out to be a machine run by a mouse and a wheel. So I give it four out of five bloody hells. Is this progresses? <laughs> <laughs> um, Trevor, the other line from that
3: sketch that I absolutely loved was the 96 years ago, my great-great grandfather started this company with nothing but a Bible, a sack of dead trout, and one more thing. A belief in people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a good bit. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, Arms and Tank of Dead Fish is probably the best. But I gotta say, I love Dave's performance as too much coffee tits on TV guy. All right. It's just <laughs> something that really did it for me. But Dead Fish is probably a better premise, even if it drags a little bit. So I give it four laid-off workers out of five. And I give 3.5 pairs of tits on TV to tits on TV. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's it for episode 11 review join us next week for episode 12 which will be hosted by Kalina.
4: Yay! In
1: the meantime Yeah! <laughs> Kalina! Find us at Twitter at KithTelPod or on Facebook at Kith and Tell. Weigh in on your favorite sketch. Enjoy some delightful gifts. You can also write us letters. Send me hate mail. I don't know. I just your <laughs> like that. Contact at Ca. Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye! Bye. Bye.
3: is this Progress